So I invite you to join me. Place your hand over your heart and say after me, Oh, Holy Spirit, please give me the power to receive all the love, all the revelation that Jesus has for me. And I promise I will give you and you alone all the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. We've been talking that we are in a transition season. And today I want to share a transition that, to be honest, I have never seen before. And yet, when the Holy Spirit revealed it this week, it was like, well, of course, I see it now. So I want to invite you to the journey that the Holy Spirit took me on this week walk through scripture with you, and let you hear for yourself. It is an unveiling of the almighty God, his time and seasons, his wisdom, his infinite love. The first scripture is in the Gospel of John, if you want to turn with me. Jesus is now preparing to go to the cross. He's washed the feet of the disciples. And he says to them in John chapter 16, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, and therefore I that he will take what is mine and he will give it to you. John 20. Jesus has risen from the dead. The disciples are so afraid of fear that even though they've seen the empty tomb, they are struggling to believe. So they're locked in the upper room. The door is slammed shut out of fear. Jesus walks through the door in verse 21. Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. And as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And if you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. And if you hold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Luke chapter 24. 
Again, after the resurrection, Jesus appears to his disciples. Verse 44. And Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. Stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Now, may the Spirit put the scriptures together for you. Throughout Jesus' entire life and ministry on earth, he was always talking about the Father. Even as a young boy in the temple, he said, I'm about my Father's business. And all throughout his ministry, he would say, I just say what the Father tells me to say. I just do what I see the Father do. I'm here to reveal the Father to you. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And all is about the Father. But he knows a transition time is coming. That there is an appointed time and season for everything. And so then in the upper room, he says, I, I have much to share with you, but you cannot bear it. The Holy Spirit will come to reveal me. The Holy Spirit will give you what is mine. His pronouns are changing. He's giving them a hint. The season is changing. I've been here to reveal the Father, but there's a season coming that is the appointed season for me to reveal myself to you. After the resurrection, you know, He's moving in the same DNA, but he's moving in a higher realm of love and a higher realm of authority. He walks through the door. And he says to the disciples, peace be still. And then he, he breathes on them, the Holy Spirit. The Septuagint says that that breathing is the same breathing that happened in Genesis 1. 
when God formed man and breathed upon him. And that in that moment, Jesus stepped in as the second Adam and as the son of his father. He has risen from the dead. He is pure. He has full authority, full dominion over the earth as it had been given to the first Adam. But this breath was the breath of becoming a new creation. It was a begin again. And then in Luke, Jesus knows now they are ready. Before they could not bear everything he wanted to share with them. They could not comprehend. They were not in a position. But now he has breathed the Holy Spirit upon them. And the understanding is he loaned them his breath. He reached inside himself and breathed, and the Holy Spirit clothed them. And now they were moving in a higher realm of authority and oneness with Jesus than they ever had in his earthly ministry. And Luke uses a very unusual but a powerful term when he says he opened their minds, opened their understanding, It is the same word that is used when you have that beautiful, beautiful intimacy of when a man opens a woman's womb for the first time to birth her firstborn child. And the Holy Spirit is giving us a picture that now after the resurrection, The Holy Spirit wants to open our minds. In essence, cleanse us from every thought we've had, every concept we've had about Jesus, about the Father. Give us a virgin mind and plant a seed in our mind that we may receive the truth of the firstborn of God, Jesus the Christ. And the first thing the Holy Spirit says is that he opened their minds so that now they would not see Jesus as someone who was there for three and a half years. But now their minds would go all the way back to Genesis and they could see Jesus in every page of what we call the Old Testament that they would understand how he was from before the beginning. They could see the prophecies in the Psalms, in the Torah, in the prophets, and their understanding, their revelation of Christ would expand, giving them a great foundation upon which to build the early church. I will be very honest and say, I've been praying, Jesus, release 
a fresh Holy Spirit in my life. The same way you opened up the minds of the disciples. It is written, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus, would you open my mind? The disciples had many things in their minds that had to be cleansed out, pushed out. Because it was old beliefs and things that had caused them at times to have conflict or to not understand. And he's just breathing life into their minds and pushing everything out so that their minds become like a virgin womb as if there had never been an incorrect thought about the Lord ever. And that all they are receiving is the purest, the sweetest, the most loving revelations of Jesus. For you see, the season shifted. It's all about the Father. All the miracles, all the teachings, I'm here to reveal the Father. By the way, you can't bear what I want to share now, but a time is coming when the Holy Spirit, who is sent by the Father, will come to you, and then it will be the season for you to know who I am. A transition from the firstborn son revealing the father. The father's love for Israel. The father's love for all nations. To now, when the veil crumbled in the temple, it symbolized a grand opening in many realms a grand opening that we can approach the throne and approach the Father in the name and the blood of Jesus with confidence, but it was also a grand opening of the spirit and of our mind to be introduced to the bridegroom. For now, Jesus still glorifies the Father, but his assignment now is to prepare the bride so that she may know her betrothed. She may see him in his fullness, see his past, his history, his present, his future, so that she may know him. And the veil has been removed, and now Jesus is saying, My bride, I want you to know me. I want you to know me. And just if you're getting married and you're in the process of getting to know your spouse, you get to know one another. What were you like as a child? What was your family like? What were the seasons of your journey? How did it form you? How did it mold you? What do you love? What do you enjoy? The veil fell, and there's a grand opening to come to the Father. The veil fell, and the invitation to say, would you like to be a new creation? The Holy Spirit will come, but do not miss this. There must be a grand opening of your mind. 
that I may put in you the seed of the firstborn, and you may see me and know me in greater fullness. And after opening their minds to the scripture, it says, and then he led them out to Bethany. He lifted up his hands. He blessed them. And as he was blessing them, he parted them and was carried up into heaven. His last words to the bride was blessing, blessing, blessing. And then he goes to prepare a place for you, his bride. But he rises on the power of blessing. That's a different message. The disciples worshipped him. And they returned to Jerusalem. After the breath, after the opening, now we hear of the disciples doing something the gospel writers never mentioned. So it makes you wonder, is this the first time? They returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. We don't have any other sign in the Gospels of the disciples moving in such a oneness. And such a boldness. The fear has fallen away. And now they're in the temple openly, continually blessing God as they were blessed as Jesus ascended. Dear ones, if you know me very well, you know that I believe God's calendar is in the word for a purpose. We know there was Passover. And that between Passover and Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, or Shavuot, there is 50 days. The first three days of Passover, Jesus was in the tomb. And then scripture says, he was among the disciples, ascending and descending between heaven and earth for 40 days. Three plus 40 leaves seven. And then they were in the upper room for seven days. Pentecost or Shavuot this year falls on May 28th to May 30th, sundown to sundown. In heaven's eyes, we are right here. We are in the days where Jesus would walk through the locked door, when he breathed upon them, when he walked with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, when he opened up their minds. We're in that 40 days. And Jesus has just been stirring my heart to have faith that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
And so for us to stand on that ground and say, Jesus, it was in this season that you breathed upon the disciples. It was in this season you opened their minds and they saw you throughout the Old Testament all the way through to the book of Revelations. Jesus, breathe on me afresh. I want the fullness of being a new creation. Open my mind. Cleanse it of every limitation and barrier I have about the way I think about you, my revelation about you. Open. Put the seed of the firstborn, the Christ himself, in my mind. Let it grow like an embryo grows inside a woman's belly. Birth pure truth in my mind that I may know my Messiah bridegroom more fully than I ever have before. Jesus, you shifted seasons to prepare us as the bride. And the veil came down between us and the Father, but it also came down between us and you. And this was the birthing of the appointed season for the fullness of the revelation of Jesus the Christ. It is your bridegroom's days of romance to say, may I tell you about myself? May I share things about myself you don't know? And my heart for you and my heart for this world. It's the season for the Old Testament to come alive. It's the season. Go back through the Gospels. Look at all the times when Jesus refers to prophecy from the Old Testament. Bride of Christ. This is the season. To know him in a way you never have before. He is wooing you, drawing you. And in this most unusual season that has never happened in all of world history, many people have more time to sit, to be still, and ask him, put your seed in my mind birth the firstborn Christ in my mind with truth and clarity like never before. So, Father, I agree with your seasons. And, Jesus, I agree with your word that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. I agree with the hunger and the longing of my brothers and sisters right now. And I say, let it be done unto us according to your word. Breathe the Holy Spirit upon us anew and afresh without measure. Open our minds. Cleanse it of every hindrance, every barrier, everything that 
hinders and restricts and plant our mind with such cleansing. It's like a virgin womb. And let it know the seed of the firstborn, Christ himself. And let that seed grow within us to fullness. That we may know you, Jesus. In heights and depths and widths and breaths we've never dreamed possible. And we know, knowing you transforms us and we transform the world for your glory. Jesus, you are the most perfect bridegroom, the most perfect son, the most perfect of all. And we long to, like the disciples, have our minds and hearts so filled with you that we find a place in worship even in praise that we've never found before. And Jesus, you met each disciple as an individual in this season. But then when it came time for Pentecost, you met them as a community. And we desire that journey. We desire you to meet us individually as we're in our own homes in this season. But we also desire on the other side of Pentecost, you will meet us as a community in a way that we have never known. For your glory. And it's in your name I pray, Lord. Amen.